Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 244. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have back with us the acclaimed and celebrated comic book writer and owner of Die Bold Comics, John Holland. Thank John. you, sir. Glad to be here. 244 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. See, I tell you, see, you know, ever since I got you back on on 185, people just wanted to jump on the show because if they know John Holland was on, it's got to be a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have that effect. <laughs> so you're now you're this is convention season for you. You just started. You've been go, you're now at a at a convention, correct? Yes, sir. I'm in Atlanta. I just drove up here from New Orleans. I'm in Atlanta. I did. Uh, I've got Houston coming up at the end of the month. I just did uh, New Orleans not long ago. I did another one in in Louisiana. I've been like I've been doing a convention almost every few weeks. So uh, wow. I've got I've got a few lined up still. I've got Houston coming up. I've got uh, one in Memphis uh, lined up. Uh, I, I can't. I've got a. If I don't write it down, I can't remember it right now. So <laughs> you know. I, you know, since I, I think since the last time I talked to you, I've retired, so I'm not working anymore. Oh, good. So okay. I'm, yeah. I'm focusing all my time on you know trying to trying to get get this up and running, and and you know is standing on its own two feet. So it gives me a lot more time to hit conventions. But uh, I didn't realize how uh, exhausting you know basically going from one convention to another. It's it gets gets pretty tiring. <laughs> right. And so you're, and so right now, what do you have on your table? What do you have on your table now? You have your, I'm sure you got your, your other ones and you also probably have Alma on your uh, table. Actually, well. I'm sold out of, completely of Alma. The ones that we printed up before oh. the uh, Kickstarter, I'm sold out completely of Alma. Uh, I've got Robot Sex 1 and 2. I've got my Voodoo book. I've got Ayla, the four issues of Ayla. I have uh, Marie Laveau. I have Joe Bushkin I'm trying to think of, I have the Diebold comic itself. I have the lizards, the six issues of the lizards. I have my anthology time, my, my short story collection. Uh, and I'm probably missing one or two. Oh, and I've also got two tons of fury. Oh, and I, okay. I actually only have like four copies of a girl and her dog left. I'm going to have to go back and reprint that, that I've got like four copies of that left. Uh, I've got two tons of fury, which is coming out from antarctica press next month i think it is which stars okay. batman and the fat fury right. uh, i remember that yeah yeah that that's on my table uh, probably a few other things i'm not thinking of so the table's pretty full wow. table okay. pretty full of books so uh hopefully we'll have a good convention uh atlanta it's 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 not a fan expo. It's fan X uh, convention. Uh, it's it's got some pretty big names, some pretty big, uh, pretty big uh, actors. You know, voice actors, TV movie actors, and some uh, comic book people too. So uh, it's it's a pretty good size. We just went set up, and uh, it's in the Congress World Convention Center in downtown Atlanta. Okay, and uh, it's. Uh, Three days starts tomorrow, goes through uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, if you're in the land area, come out, come out, see us. Uh, right. You sign up for my email. We're gonna, you'll get a free copy of Marie Laveau. Wow, cool! And so you have, so 
so you so things have been hopping for you since last time we talked and you just recently put out your very first kickstarter which is about alma so i guess my question to you is because you had different you have all these different titles what made you decide to have alma be your first kickstarter comic it, that was something I thought about because, you know, I've got a few titles that I think could have been the first Kickstarter, but uh, Alma, I've already got like the next two issues written. So I want to get them drawn as quickly as possible. Uh, and I just, you know, Alma really, you know, was a book that, that was kind of special to me. You know, it's, it, you know, I had that connection to my mom. You know, like I said, I named it after my mom. You know, the character has a few personal traits of my mom. Uh, and, and I, I wanted to get that next, like, I've got the second issue written. The artist did about eight or 10 pages of it. I really wanted to get that out, get the second issue done. Uh, and just, cause this is one of those comics I think could last for as long as I can keep writing it. Uh, right. and, uh, that it was between that and robot sex, to be honest. And, you know, I figured I'd go with Alma and then, you know, ro robot sex is going to get its time. I mean, it's going to do, a, I may do, I'm, I'm looking at doing, uh, cause there's a lot of crowdfunding sites out there now i'm talking to zoop uh and, and i like talking what i've talked to zoop is you know kickstarter is kind of like you put your stuff on kickstarter and it's all on you you know they don't really i mean they've got like you know uh, uh they'll answer questions or whatever but you you have to kind of figure it out yourself zoop gives you a lot of help you know zoop like really talks to you uh, asks you, you know, things and, and suggests things. And they're really kind of, they kind of hold your hand as you, as you kind of, uh, get into this, this, uh, crowdfunding site. So I'm talking to them about a, a project that I haven't even, you know, it's completely brand new. So, uh, hopefully that's actually going to be coming out in the next month or two through Zoop, and we'll see how that does. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Indiegogo. So I'm, I'm going to try them all, see which one's which one fits best. Uh, I'll try Kickstarter again if, you know, um, but, you know, Kickstarter is the biggest. It's the best known, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the best fit for, you know, every project. Right. Okay. So Zoop, this is the for, this is exciting for those that are listening that are comic creators. Is this specific for comic creators? I think so. I think so. But like, I, like I said, I like it cause I send them an e they don't, you actually have to kind of send them an email and send them your project and they have to approve it. They don't just accept everything. And then, you know, they sent back talking about my email list, helping me build my email list. They sent me another thing about all this stuff that, you know, I really need to try to get together before, you know, we launch okay. and all this. I, I kind of like the idea. Like I said, they're kind of, holding my hand in a sense, you know, kind of helping me, you know, step into this, which is uh, a little, little nicer than, you know, Kickstarter was, you know, it's not a lot to it, but sometimes it's a little overwhelming and, you know, I'm not, I wasn't quite sure. I was, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? And, you know, there's not a whole lot of people there to, to kind of tell you what's going on with it. But um, right. so yeah. Zoop, I'm kind of excited about, I th in fact, because of their questions and some of the stuff, I think it's going to, I'm going to be a, at least a month later getting the Kickstarter out than I thought, because I need to spend a little more time and get a few things better, better off before I just throw it out, out there and, you know, and not succeed with it. And that's, that's part of the problem with all my, I just kind of, I think finally just wanted to get it up there and, 
there are things that I knew I probably should have worked on a little better. Or, you know, my, I, I didn't really have much of an email list and I really need to get that built up. Right. So I get my, my, my question to you as well, for those that might've missed uh, earlier in their summer, when last summer, when we, we talked to make this an evergreen podcast for those that might be listening to this and will miss. And if they listen to this for a, a few months down the road and miss your Kickstarter, if they tell people what Alma is all about. Uh, uh, Alma is my best tagline that I've had for a book. It's basically what if Buffy was a 72 year old grandmother. And, you know, it's, it's, it's my easiest book to explain to people because pretty much everybody knows who Buffy is. You know, even if you've never watched Buffy, you know who she is because she's become like this almost iconic character. Uh, people know who she is. They've heard of it, you know? Um, so when I, when I give them that description, it kind of piques their interest. And a lot of people, like I said, I printed a hundred copies through the, uh, for the last summer convention season and we're sold out of them, you know, and the mm. Kickstarter edition was going to be a little different, a little bigger, a little beefier. Uh, and regardless of what happens with the Kickstarter, we're going to print out, put the book out, you know, uh, I may, you know, like I said, I may go through Indiegogo. I may wait a month or two or th however long it takes and try Kickstarter again, you know, mm. kind of using what I know now to uh, refine it a little bit. Uh Worst case scenario, I'll put it out myself. You know, it's it's going to get out because uh, I feel I'm pretty passionate about this project. I think it's, you know, a pretty strong uh, series. Most people that have seen it and, and have read it have really liked it. And uh, mm. and I want to get this out. I want to get the second issue out. I want to get the, th I want to, you know, I want to get this thing continued, you know. So uh, it's going to continue one way or the other. I'm going to get it out there. For those that might be listening to this and say, "Ah, shucks, I missed it, John." Um, how how could they buy a, a copy of Alma now? Where would be the best place they could go to? Uh, I don't have it up yet. Like I said, I think we we're talking offline. My uh, website's uh, uh, I'm migrating it from one site to another. But uh, basically, if you go to uh, dieboldcomics.com, if if it's it's not up there yet, but it will be, uh, and and that's going to be the best place to you'll be able to find it. Uh, okay. uh, in the future, hopefully I'll get that. We're working on getting the store put back up on it. Uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm getting ready to print some of the copies of Alma, regardless of what the Kickstarter does. So I can have them for the convention season coming up too. So, you know, I'll, I'll have some, some Alma out within the next month, probably. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, uh, putting this book together as well. Did you have to, how did you find your cover designers as well uh most of them are friends people that i know there's a few that i met through facebook uh, mm. you know uh the one that you're looking at right there that's on the screen at the moment is by jave lapara who actually was the artist for uh my comic ayla uh uh my ayla comic uh right and he he and i worked together on a lot of stuff before he did uh he did a cover uh, I've got a friend that was a couple friends locally that did covers. Uh, that one was, uh, by Kayla. She is, uh, I found on Facebook and I really liked her art and, uh, I got her to do a cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, so a lot of it was kind of, uh, that's Ted Wally. Uh, he's a local artist, uh, and writer and, uh, he did one, uh, that's Robbie Musso, who works for uh, who's did some work on Transformers and uh, works for Hasbro doing toy designs and stuff. And that's another that's Hernan 
who was the artist of the book, who did another cover for He's done three covers for the first issue. He keeps just doing covers. So uh, uh, that last cover was the cover that's got the most response. I mean, people yeah. have seen that cover and have just really thought that was really a good cover. And, and I nice. agree. <laughs> Um, and so, as you say, you already have issue two written out and already have eight pages into issue two already. Yes, definitely. So that's why I was hoping with this was going to kind of help finance, you know, getting the uh, the art finished and the printing for it. But, uh, you know, one way or another, it's going to get out. Uh, and then the third issue I've already got. Actually, I don't have the third issue. I wrote like the fourth or fifth issue. So I need to write the third issue and then, you know, kind of bridge that gap. So I was kind of getting excited and moving ahead a little too fast. No, I, I can see it as an ongoing series. The first four issues will kind of, kind of tell an arc, you know, kind of close out. So if, you know, if I can't go beyond that, I'll kind of have a, a, a story told there. Uh, I'm actually also talking to a mid-level publisher, indie publisher, uh, has expressed some interest in Alma. So, you know, even if the Kickstarter doesn't work, I may end up going through a publisher with it uh, besides myself. They've asked to look at it. They expressed an interest. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's going to get published through them, but it, it could. And then they're kind of what I, I guess I consider like a mid-level indie publisher. You know, they're like the next tier down from uh, Image and Boom and some of those, but that they're, they're, not, they're that next tier down, which... Could get me a lot more exposure because, you know, they're in Diamond, you know, uh, a lot more eyes would get on the book if, if I go through them. So so talk to us a little bit about what else, what other projects you've been working on lately as well. Uh, I finished the second issue of Robot Sex, and I will send you a link to it again. I thought I said – maybe I didn't send it to you. I thought I'd sent you one because I know you had liked the first issue so much. Uh, the second issue is even crazier. I've got, I've got dinosaurs in it. I've got flying monkeys. It's, it's pretty cool. And I'm getting ready to start the third issue of that. I want to get that out. I've got uh, a couple projects coming out through Antarctica press. Actually, Antarctica press is going to reprint, uh, robot sex. They're going to put it. They have uh, a comic, uh, planet comics, which is science fiction stories. And they're going to, they're going to reprint it in planet comics. So that's, that's kind of a plus, I think. Uh, you know, that gets a, a lot more out there because Planet, uh, Antarctica Press has been around pretty much forever. And uh, they've got their, you know, pretty, I think, stable group of pe- readers. I'm working with uh, another company called Exile Studios. Two, three projects with them that are pretty much written and just waiting on getting drawn. So uh, hopefully that'll get done this summer and we'll, we'll have some, some, some things coming that way. Uh, I've got a couple other projects that I'm working on that are just still in the, the beginning stages. Uh, I'd like to get the next issue of Lizards done. I got to get that written. Uh, my problem is I'm always thinking of, of a new project and, and starting something, bef- you know, and, and before I have a new artist or anything else with it and then realize that, oh, this is just one more thing that I've got to now to try to finance. <laughs> So how do you, so I guess also too, as a comic book creator, as, a, as somebody that writes comics, how does the editing piece go for you? That's <laughs> before I didn't have very many people do it. I did a lot of it myself. Uh, Alma has been the worst comic I've ever done that has been proofread. I've had like four or five people proofread that comic and every one of them as one of them finishes it. The next one that will read it and find more mistakes that somehow missed the first person. I have never had more mistakes in a, in a comic book than, than Alma. 
but I think we finally got it fixed. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be something in it that we've, we've missed, but, uh, I've got a couple people now that I'm going to be sending proofreading, you know, to, uh, I've got, you know, uh, a friend in California. She was, uh, uh, a, a comic book writer. She helped uh, co-create PandaCon back in the day. Okay. And, uh, she was an English teacher. So she's going to, she's my first proofreader. And then I've got a local guy who's, uh, going to be doing a lot of my lettering uh he's proofreading it too so i've just i've got to be a little more careful about about having it proofread because sometimes i get too excited i'm like oh, i'm going to get it out it's done let's put it out and and you know then i was like oh why did i not see that mistake <laughs> <laughs> because the, the challenge is is like when you actually write for comic books is that you actually somebody has to draw out everything so you can't really make a mistake yeah as the narration goes, because somebody's already spending hours yeah, most, and hours. Most, on... most of my mistakes are in like the spelling or, you okay. know, or uh, uh, the last almost, I don't know how the, the artist and I both in one of the panels, uh, the pan, the, the word balloons pointed to the wrong people, oh, you know, and okay. we both missed it, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, I, I've got to get a, a, a clearer set of eyes, I think, to just to, to glance over everything before I before I, you know, get ready to publish it and print it. As you say, you found the artist. But how important is it to ha also have a good letterer when it comes to that? Oh, as well? A good letterer is very important. I, I have went through that a couple times. Uh, and even with Alma, you know, I think the first version of Alma, I think we had a pretty decent letterer. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from him. I think the book, you know, the lettering was, was, was good. I went with another letterer after we printed the first issue for, so for the, for the new issue that when we reprint it or when we do, when it goes through the Kickstarter, it's been re-lettered and uh, he did a, a really awesome job on the lettering. You just, the lettering is one of the things that you don't realize how important it is until you have bad lettering. You know, uh, and then when you when that when it, when the lettering stands out and doesn't look right, it really you know affects the whole book. The the original letterer for Alma did a good job, but I think part of the, the issue we had with it was, and that was partly my fault was I would put too much in a word balloon, and the second letterer knew where to like break that word balloon up, you know, and kind of spread it out a little bit where it didn't look so full, and uh, right. that that made a really you know I mean it just and it it was more impactful the way it ended up. So, uh, you know, and he's a local guy too. So, uh, that, that makes it a lot easier too. So, you know, it's, it's easier to, 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 you know, get together and go over things or whatever, if we need to. For those that are, are unfamiliar with your collected works, I'm, I'm making a safe guess and say lizards is not, but are all your other comic book titles, are they part of the same shared universe? Kind of, uh, okay. you know, you're the first person to really notice that, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've kind of like dropped little hints. I'm not really big on like, oh, these, this, these characters are all, but, uh, I've dropped little like, oh, this person's, you know, mentioned something about this or whatever. So they're, they're kind of, kind of tied together. It's, it's not something that's, that's really that strong, but I kind of like right. the idea of, of, uh, you know, tying all this stuff together in a sense. Yeah, with robot sex, that is such a fun, beautiful romp. That's it's. I love the character designs you put in there, and I can't remember if you told us last time, but 
were you specific on how the character designs were going to look? Uh, to an extent, you know, I like to give the artist, you know, a lot of freedom. Right. You know, I kind of, uh, I, I, you know, uh, pretty much my character designs were, you know, it's, it was a, a woman and I don't remember how much I said about her, but, uh, and then, you know, and a robot and I didn't go into a lot of design, uh, description of it and and roman came back with the with those designs that was just awesome you know i mean he just you know he's got the little thing out coming out of marie out of laveau's hair the little uh, plug or whatever that yeah. you know he just put all those little details in that just you know just made the characters so how does uh marie laveau fit into your library she that's actually you know marie laveau is uh, a, a real character from new Orleans and, uh, you know, the voodoo queen. Uh, and it's, it's a character that I've been fascinated with, you know, for, for years. And, you know, the, the, the comic is only an eight page comic and that's, that's my comic I use to give away at conventions and stuff. I usually give that, mm. that comic free, away free. And, uh, eventually I'm going to write a longer story. You know, I want to, you know, write a, a, a series or a, a graphic novel featuring Marie Laveau. Uh, cause it's just, she's such a fascinating character and she kind of, uh, ties into, to the background, you know, like the character, the, the main character in robot sex is named Laveau. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of hinting that somewhere down the line that, you know, she's descended from Marie Laveau. Um, right. and, and, you know, I'm going to get a little more into, and, and robot sex is one of those comics that originally it started out as a one shot. I was going to do just a, a one shot with it. I had the beginning the, and the end and I was like, okay, this is going to be, I got the first issue about halfway done and realized, no, it's got to go long. It's going to go at least two issues. And then I started the second issue and then I realized, you know what? I like these characters too much. And I like the world I've created for them that right. it's going to be open-ended. This is, right. I call this my saga, even though it's nothing like saga, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's nowhere near, but I, I some reason this is, I call this my saga that, you know, this is, this is going to be my continuing story about these characters in this world. And, and I, I could, I could be doing this book for years if I, if I can, you know, keep roaming on it and keep, keep getting a finance and getting printed. I, I mean, it's just, I love doing that book. It's just so much fun. Like I start right. doing it and I just start thinking of things and just, I can, like I said, the, the new, the second issue, I've got dinosaurs in it. I just, I was like, you know what? I want to put dinosaurs in this. And I figured a way out. I was like, they're in it. <laughs> they're in it. And I love it. How the robot talks in pictograms. Like yes. that's how they, yeah. 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 Sometimes it gets hard for me to figure out what to, to, you know, for him to say or how to say it. I'm like, right. okay, I can't put like a billion pictures in it because, you know, Romans, Roman does the lettering on that. And, as well as the art and it's it'd be like he can't fit like all those little pictograms in in a word balloon so i I try to pick pick something that will you know stand out or whatever but uh uh, yeah that was when i created it some reason that just came to me i was like you know i don't want him to talk in like normal speech or i don't want him to have some type of robot i just want this to be really different and unique i haven't really seen a character speak like this before i'm sure right. in some comic out there someone has did it you know and and i may have even read it and it was it back in my subconscious but uh i just thought that was pretty cool you sold out of alma at your conventions and you, as you said you're gonna you have to print new ones then yes yeah the, now the, the kickstarter the original the original version of alma was 24 pages 
The Kickstarter right. is right now. It's at least forty-four pages. It may be forty-eight. Wow. I, I did the twenty-four pages. I did a new eight-page story in it. Uh, we've got pinups from a bunch of different artists. We have a letter page. Uh, I solicited a lot of people. Uh, I hit up to write letters for it, and we have a four-page Alma's cookbook recipes by Alma. Are those uh, from, from they're from the, my mom they're actually from my mom, mom. <laughs> wow. so I, when i did the kickstarter you know kickstarter you can't sell a kickstarter comic for five dollars because kickstarter right. you know you've got to sell it for you know we're selling the print version of alma for fifteen dollars but i didn't want to do i felt 24 pages for fifteen dollars is just not worth you know it's not it's not worth the value for it so i wanted it to be as big and as thick as i could get it so like i said we wrote another eight page story uh, which Hernan, the artist, said it's the best thing that you know he's seen that I've wrote. You know, and I enjoyed writing it. It's kind of a little tell. It's kind of a story. It tells the 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 love story between Alma and her ex, her late husband. And um, you know, I, I love letter pages, so I've got the letter page in it. We've got about probably eight pages, eight pinups in it. Uh, I thought the cookbook was just a, a, a kind of a cool little you know different idea. So, you know, yeah. it's going to end up being at least 44, 48 pages. So I, I felt a lot better selling a 48-page book for $15 than a 24-page book for $15. No, no, that's a great idea, too. As, as you say, it's, it's, you, you make it worth, make it worth the, the effort for folks to actually pick it yeah. up. And, yeah, 48 pages, for, that's a really good deal, too. Yeah. And the good, the good thing is this book is done. You know, it, yeah. you know I mean, I don't want to, you know, cast – past aspirations on other, you know, creators, but, you know, Kickstarter has had some issues where, you know, people just haven't finished the book, you know, people mm -hmm. pledge, they, they, you know, they, they give their money and, you know, I've pledged to some, some projects. I've got one project that's 10 years old and I know I'm never going to see it, you know, but uh, you know, this book is done. The only thing I have to do is basically get the letter page together put it all in order, send it to the printer and the book is done. So if, if, if it gets, if it meets its goal, it's not going to be something that people are going to have to wait to get, you know, as quick as I can get the book to the printer, the book printed and then, you know, packaged up and shipped out, they'll have it in their hands. But, you know, that's why I kind of like the whole idea of having that first issue done before we, you know, even went on Kickstarter. And as I say, it's an awesome, awesome story. That's really exciting that you're able to get this moving on having different covers and actually kind of bulking it out for like a Kickstarter exclusive as well. Um, and as you mentioned before, uh, for those that miss out on the Kickstarter and they're more than welcome to, you, you do have dieboldcomics.com, which is... Yeah which is a website and they'll probably be able to hit the contact button and you'll probably have your shop back, back up again on that too. Right. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And we're going to, you know, the first issue will be beyond just a Kickstarter. Once, once, if the Kickstarter is funded and we get all those issues out, we're going to keep, we'll keep that first issue in print, you know, as long as, you know, as long as we can, you know, it's not going to be right. okay. Kickstarter's done. You know, uh, you're not going to see it again. It's, it's going to continue to stay in print. But listen, you got to come back on again. And once you definitely. have your next projects out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I enjoyed this. I enjoy talking to you. So uh, like I said, in the next couple months, I'm going to have something else out on, uh, if it's not Kickstarter, something else. So, yeah. And this yeah. summer, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 
spreading out a little further because, you know, most of my conventions had been in, you know, the New Orleans, you know, the South Louisiana area. Uh, like I, right now I'm in Atlanta, you know, I've, I've got a Houston show coming up. I've got a, uh, a show in Florida in June. I think it is. Uh, I've got a show in Memphis. So uh, I'm spreading out, you know, a little further, you know, six, eight hour drive. And then, you know, probably start spreading a little further from that too, eventually. So, right. you know, cause uh, you can only sell the same comic to the same person so many times. And, you know, <laughs> you know, when I did like, when I do like 10 shows in, in the new Orleans area, people were coming up to my table and are like, I already seen all these. Do you have nothing new? And I was like, I can't put that much stuff out that quick. <laughs> you know? So hopefully, right. you know, getting out into, to, you know, seeing people that haven't seen it before will, will help a lot too. Right. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks a lot, John. It was great talking to you again. Thank you. I enjoyed these talks a whole lot. 